IHI Coaching. My name is Danny Jones, and this is your Ignition Spark. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope that you've been enjoying this team series by IHI Coaching. I really do love superhero movies and how the modern ones, they are no longer an infallible hero. You know, they're, they're heroes that bleed, heroes that hurt, heroes that get tired, heroes that make bad choices. They're just a different breed of heroes in the last maybe 15 years. And I appreciate that because I can relate to them because I'm not Superman. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. And the ability to own up to those mistakes and change and move forward gives me great hope because I watch them do it and it, it blows my mind. We're going to continue on and, and today we're going to talk about what's known as the five dysfunctions of a team. I've found myself on dozens of teams throughout the years in the professional and personal context. Years ago, I was introduced to this book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, written by a man named Patrick Lencioni. Although I loved the, the book and the supporting workbook, I passionately believe that there's extraordinary power in the words we use. As a result, I've not been a fan of the word dysfunction. Yes, we do need to know what's wrong in, in a team in order to correct the things. So that's why I just lived with the term. However, I guess I was not the only person who feels that way because Lencioni went back and partnering with the Everything Disc Assessment created something called the five behaviors of a cohesive team. Uh, if It's such a wonderful and powerful tool that IHI Coaching now offers assessments and training with this tool as well as the Everything Disc program. So it's in the five dysfunctions of a team is in the form of a pyramid. And the theory is that if any area of the pyramid is really struggling, all the aspects of the pyramid above will be tenuous at best. Before we get into the pyramid, I just want to say that we're talking about the five dysfunctions of a team and then next episode, we're going to talk about the five behaviors of a cohesive team. The base of the pyramid is trust. When there's an absence of trust, there's really nothing for the pyramid to build on. Trust comes generally in, in two forms, as Lencioni talks about. He says there's predictive trust, which is, I know you well enough to know how you're going to be when we're on a team together, or when this circumstances come, or circumstance comes up, I know how you're going to respond. However, he's talking about vulnerability-based trust, which that means that you're going to be able to say, you know, I don't know how to do that. Or I think that you're better at this than me and I need you to help me with this. Or can we trade this thing off because you've got it and I don't? Or can you say, I don't know the answer. I think I messed this up or I'm sorry that I messed up. This type of trust that builds relationships deeply, it's the... the foundation of vulnerability-based trust. And there's a different level of safety when trust is built on vulnerability and not just on expectation of behavior. The second level of the pyramid is the fear of conflict. If I'm going to be vulnerable in this moment personally, I'll tell you that this is one of the things I've had to work on the most. I'm inclined toward making sure that things are working in harmony and that I don't let people down because of that, I don't like to have conflicts. I have had this deep fear that it's going to damage the flow of the work or it's going to cause a problem in our relationship or whatever it is. 
And so that's the section that I've had to work on the most. And this is a common issue among teams and is very difficult because sometimes confrontation is a cultural norm and sometimes it's an absolute faux pas. Instead of being able to confront, sometimes we just retreat and hide, but being able to build trust with your team that's so deep that you know you can take that leap and say something that may be offensive and still know that you guys will be able to walk it off. The third level is the lack of commitment. This is often the result of a lack of clarity on what a person's role and responsibility is or a lack of buy-in. So perhaps the, the team member wants to do things their way and don't care as much about others or just see their way as being the right way. And so that's why they're trying to steer the boat in their own direction. And a side note, lack of clarity is one of the easiest ways to lose a team member, whether that be on an intact team or just losing an employee from a company. The fourth level is the avoidance of accountability. Most prevalent in Hawaii's business culture, as we have been called the passive-aggressive capital of the world, people, for many different reasons, don't confront when work is not being completed on time or at the level that it's expected. This is a powerfully damaging issue. When people are not able or willing to call someone out in a productive manner, one of the results is that person will begrudgingly pick up the slack. In the end, they'll be overly tired and possibly bitter towards the person who was supposed to carry out the task in the first place. The pinnacle of the pyramid is the inattention to results. Similarly to a lack of commitment, when there's an inattention to results, it often ends with people trying to do their own version of success. I heard a story from a mentor who had a golf coach. He one day played a near-perfect game until the 18th hole. On that last hole, something happened. Now, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do know that he screwed up his entire game and ruined his score. I'm not a golfer, so I'm probably going to screw the score thing up, but he went from something like five under par, which is good, to three or four over, which is not good, something like that. When he spoke to his coach after about the game, his coach asked, how'd you do? My mentor started telling him this whole hero story about how good he was doing when, you know, up until the, the, the seven, through the 17th hole, it was the best game he's ever, he's ever played. His coach looked at him and said, so you scored over par. He responded, yes, but I was doing so good. It was, it was really like probably the best game I've ever played. And the coach responded, but you scored over par. And it was in that moment that he realized the concept of reality. I know that sounds weird, but sometimes we think that we end well because things went so good for so long. A good example is a team that finally gels together but doesn't meet the contract deadline, so they lose the work and the team fails. It doesn't matter how much fun they had and how, th how good things look, they failed as a team. I mean, it's great that they worked together and it's wonderful that they, they gelled, but the reality of it is if there's a team being formed for a singular goal and they don't accomplish it, then there's no point. Now, this is not to try to get people, this is not to try to get people to be purely performance-based by any means, but rather to get people to understand part of being in a team and part of the purpose of the team is to accomplish a mission or goal and to keep a strong grip on reality. So I want to ask you, are you fully aware of reality where you're at right now? Are you doing anything? Are you saying anything that 
is just kind of compensating for the end result. You know, are you glorifying how great the first 17 holes was to hide the fact that your last hole made you lose the game? Just something to think about. If that's the case, what can you do to change your reality into or to conform to what reality is outside? Again, my name is Danny Jones, and we're IHI Coaching. We love to see people reach their potential. We love to see teams gel and mesh. And we love to see teams perform and finish with great results. So if you're interested uh, in bringing us into your company, or if you have questions and you want to reach out, we would love to hear from you. Our website's ihicoaching.com, and we have a contact us section that you can reach out to us at. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. Take care.